This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 119 How to Explode a Treasure Goblin. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2016. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Hey, coming to you from the dark recesses of proverbial Dawn Forge Pouch, this is episode 119 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It's Wednesday, May 18th, and I am your host, Brasia, and I'm joined by one party member again this week, Jen. Lantonio is still in the midst of going between places, moving, and getting internet access back, but hopefully he'll should, should be back soon. So Jen, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, trying out a new allergy medicine to explain it in the most simplest way possible. Um, so I'm a little out of it, but uh, it's it's good. It's a good thing. So um, doing a little better, been able to go outside a little more. You know, it's all good. Awesome. Good. Glad you're feeling a little bit better. That helps. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. How have you been no, doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Um, I just started a new job this week, and uh, uh, I'm now managing a team of my own minions. Um, Ooh, minions. It is minions kicking my good. ass. <laughs> oh. I'm joking around <laughs> about that. They're great people. I just like to joke about that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, but seriously, it's just like whew, quite a lot to, to get done with this. And um, I've got my work cut out for me, that's for sure. But, you know, we enjoy challenges. We'll see how that goes and what happens over time. Definitely, it's, a, it's good. Right now, it's just been a, a, a long week trying to catch up on everything. Oh, I bet. I bet I bet it'll get easier as you go. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, uh, our show tonight's going to be a little bit shorter, it seems. Uh, not a lot of extra communication outside the game. Um it's we like can, once the uh, season starts, you get like, you know, right yeah. before the season, right when the season starts, you get a ton of news and people posting stuff about what they've been up to, you know, like videos and, and uh, you know, comments on Reddit and, you know, all these kinds of things and screenshots and all that good stuff. And then you're into the season a little bit more and that kind of dies down a bit, which typically tends to happen. So even though I like, you know, spammed up the uh, last episode with a bunch of news stories, you know, <laughs> we don't have as many this time. They just aren't out there, but... Um, that's okay. It tends to happen, you know, in a cycle every time a new season starts. Yeah, I mean, we've also seen it kind of in our clan, too. It's just, uh, for a while, there was like 20 people on every night or mm-hmm. more. And then now it's kind of, it's dwindled down to about six or seven. I only logged in a couple minutes ago just to double check on uh, my character's progress. But I think we had about, well, we had eight, which was decent, you know, for still a few weeks in. 
That's not bad, yeah. No, no, it's not too bad, but I mean, it, Diablo's just that way, you know, you have those, those spurts of tons of people going crazy playing it, and then spurts where it slows down and gets quiet, but, um, you know, it's not right. too bad. I, th I think part of why it slows down, too, is there are people who want to put, like, a ton of hours in right away and get as far as they can mm -hmm. and get all the way through the season journey and do whatever else they've, you know, they wanted to achieve, and then they're kind of done. Yep. You know, <laughs> so Absolutely. what you have left is people that aren't moving as quickly as that group wants to move um, or can move. And uh, that's fine. But it does kind of like you get this initial like ton of people and then it just sort of drops off as you go. Yeah. And I mean, with those uh, cosmetic items, along with doing a seasonal journey, some people are like, OK, you know, I'll hit those things. And that's about it for me right now. And I'll come back and play a little bit later. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Since we're already talking about the game, what have you been doing in the game? Um, not a whole lot. Like I said, I've been uh, <laughs> on an antihistamine and I'm playing a hardcore demon hunter. And he's not dead yet, so who lives, right? Um, his name is Who. <laughs> and, um, so <laughs> he's still yet. there. And not dead yet. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to, like... <laughs> I've been trying to move up the difficulty level as much as I think I can and reasonably live. And so right now I'm playing on expert difficulty. I just switched that today, slightly before the show. Um, and part of the reason I did it is because I was awake enough to handle that, you know, to change from... You know, anytime you switch from one difficulty to the next, there's always this kind of like, I don't know if I can do this or not, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was awake enough to, like, give it a try and kind of figure it out. And it worked out pretty good. So um, I think I'm playing at the right difficulty for this character right now because he's he's getting hit you know a little bit and you see i'm watching the uh, health thing go to about half and then pop back up I'm like oh, okay it sounds like a good place to be and mm -hmm. so right now i'm at 67 and i'm trying to get to 70 i haven't had a lot of time to play because i've been working a lot and i've been you know i've actually been able to go outside so i did you know <laughs> so um oh, nice. it's pretty rare for me yeah well i had to test out the new antihistamine i'm on you know how well does this work go outside and see so um, so I did, you know, I mean, it's just something that, you know, you do, it's kind of an experiment anytime you get a new medication for whatever ails you, you know, anyway. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm at 67, I'm playing on expert, I have finished the season journey chapter two, and I'm almost done with chapter three, I gotta hit 70 and then kill two bosses, and I'm thinking I could probably manage this relatively soon, hopefully, um, oh, nice. but I've just been, I've been working a lot, a lot, and it's good but it gives me less time to play. So I, I try and uh, do the best I can when I have time. What have you been up to mm -hmm. in-game? Oh, man. Um, pretty much since the season dropped, I've played quite a bit. Uh, as you already know, I mean, we've talked about it the first show. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, a couple weeks ago. But in the last week or two, like, I've been transitioning between jobs, so I've had a little more time to play last week. This week, I don't have as much because I'm really trying to play catch-up with work and figure out everything that's going on and try to adjust to it. So I haven't logged on, I think, since last Friday. But before that, I was logging on just about every night, playing for a while and running with different people here and there. And then I've got into a groove one night where uh, Dead Greed, um, on my friend's list, you know, he'd written in before and said, hey, why don't you jump on Discord with us and chat with us? I'm like, um, okay, sure, because I already have it downloaded. Discord, I mean, I don't know if you know, um, it's like a free service for like voice chat. Um, oh, it, okay. It, yeah, and it, it's really neat. It, it actually works really well. I mean, I don't know if somebody had to, to purchase anything beforehand. I mean, I just found out about it. I didn't even know Discord existed like, until like two weeks ago. 
anyways, I jumped on with him, and uh, we were running with a person named Sal and a person named Uncle, and you know we're just playing, chatting, talking about everything, talking about going to New York, New York and how taking Uber is a lot more safer than taking some other driving, um, <laughs> <laughs> you Fun. know, uh, services. <laughs> um, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, it's really cool. So we had a good time, and then come to find out later on that the Sal are, that was on there talking with is Sal from the Converted Podcast. And, oh, cool. uh, I mean, I don't know if you know the Converted Podcast, but it's a podcast. I've heard the for, name. I know it's popular. Yeah. Um, it's basically for people um, who are in the guild uh, for what is it, the Convert to Raid Guild on Airy oh, okay. Peak. So, you know, like she was part of that show. And, and I didn't even know, like, I, her voice sounded familiar. And I knew, I kind of knew it was her, but I didn't want to be like, hey, you sound just like, I don't know, I just for some reason don't call people out when I, I hear their voices and say things. It's just me. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But anyway, we had a great time talking. We were just running and running. And all of a sudden, I'm like, before I knew it, what I tend to do is when I'm running with people, I tend to not like level up or change up my skills very often. Mm -hmm. um, so my Paragon levels, I don't you know, level those up at all until I'm done for the night. And before I knew it, I went from like 150 to 270. Wow. In one night. And it was like, That's because fast. we were running everything on Torment 10. And it's like, in Dead Green just has just these incredibly just powerful characters that he's already kind of rushed up. And his Demon Hunter was just clearing everything. And it was hilarious because we had the Demon Hunter and three Witch Doctors. Oh, wow. <laughs> and all three Witch Doctors did something different, which that's why I love the Witch Doctors so much. Um, just because of the different sets we were using. That's you know, cool. One had There's a variety. Set. Yeah, exactly. I was still running the Zunimasa set, but um, I picked up a few pieces what helped out. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the one thing. It's like if you can run with some people at a high level like a Torment 10, and you can do things consistently for a small amount of time, you're able to pick up a few pieces here and there that really mm -hmm. help out. Of course, the one thing that was eluding me was the Ring of Royal Grandeur. So after we finished running that night, the next couple of nights, I was like, okay, well, I'd log in for like a half hour or an hour or something like that. And I was trying to get the Ring of Royal Grandeur because I wanted to switch out another item out of my Zunimasa set for a more powerful um, secondary item. But I'm like, I didn't want to do that until I have the Ring of Royal Grandeur. So I kept running and I ended up getting myself to Paragon 300. And I'm cruising right wow. now at like <laughs> Torment 8 without a problem. Like I've never run Torment 8 without an issue before. Like it's always been, okay, it's been a struggle. I'm still trying to kill some things here and there. But mm -hmm. the way I have it running right now with the uh, Dooney set is I also have, um, uh, I actually only have a couple of items cubed. And those items allow me to have, uh, actually to bring out my fetish sycophant. Uh, it was a belt that allows me to, as long as I'm casting a mana spender, have a fetish sycophant come out. So I don't have to put fetish sycophant as one of my passive skills. Instead I put another oh. one that was like more damaging for my pets. And then I also have, it's an item that gives my pets 100% damage. And I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now because I know I haven't looked at it. So now I'm like kind of re really building up my pets mm -hmm. um, damage ability and then uh, along with the Zuni set, the full six feet, I'm able to like, you know, double everything, and then I have focus and restraint as my rings, so I get 50% damage when I'm, you know, either I do a mana spender or I, well, I'm sorry, a primary or a secondary skill. 
So I'm just hitting between both. And so that way I keep those rolling as well. And all of a sudden I'm like, my, my, everything is like hitting for millions of damage, like 20, 30, 500 million damage. I mean, even my pets, it was just ridiculous. They just, once I get all the fet, the sycophants out, they just swarm everything and just wipe them out. It's awesome. <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. I'm looking so forward I'm like, to getting, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was just going to say, I'm having a lot of fun just kind of like continually building up upon that finally. Because it's been a long time since I've actually been able to get like enough pieces to feel like I'm building a set further so that I can progress more. Rather than, like, before I'm, like, finding a piece here and there and just, you know, kind of, like, taping together a build. And right now it doesn't feel like that way. This, right now, it feels like I'm actually getting a set of things working. I still would like the Carnival Mask. That would help. And then Tasker and Theo at the, um, mm -hmm. the Bracer. Or the Glove. I don't remember which. But, um... I um, can't remember which one it is either. But I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And neither one of and us can remember just, which absolutely. Kind of thing it is. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, yeah. you were you going to say? I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting my little witch doctor a little bit higher level so I can start really doing stuff. But um, I'm glad that I, you know, decided to try one this season because this is the only, this is the last class that I haven't played in a season. You know, we've had six seasons, we have six classes, so this is the the last one. I have no uh -huh. idea what I'll do after this, but um, I'm kind of learning, like, the skills as I go by. Mm -hmm. You know, figuring out which ones I like, which ones I don't, and I know I'm using, like, the zombie dogs. I like the zombie dogs, and I've got the, uh, the, uh, oh, what's it called? The giant thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the name of that Oh, thing? the uh, gargantuan? That's it, yeah. Um, that out, and I've got the sycophants going, and they just, like... You know, you turn around and there's like 15 of them. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like that's pretty neat. You know, and they do swarm things. That's kind of fun. And I'm having a lot of fun with the uh, piranhas. Oh, I, I love those. those. So, yeah, you know, piranhas I, are fun. Something I didn't realize until I was reading up some builds on uh, Yunz and the Zuni set was, and I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but if you use the um, the piranhas where they they jump out of the water. I forget mm. which one it's called now. <laughs> yeah, but we know which one you mean. Yeah, that one. Um, it basically, I mean, it it actually extends the size of the the area affected, because everything else is either like right where the pool is. That one though, the 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 I think it's the the zombie piranhas, and the piranhas jump out and they actually attack things just outside of that area damage. So mm -hmm. it actually ex expands the uh, expands the um, damage a bit. But it was great about that because it also, um, when they're jumping and they're attacking thing, it also puts a, a, a damage multiplier on it. And then, like I've been using Spirit, um, sorry, Haunt, with the poison mm -hmm. effect, and that poison effect okay. adds another 20% damage to anything affected. So it's like I'm, you know, putting those multipliers on as well as having all the the um, pets doing extra damage. So I mean that Dooney said I can see why it can get so powerful after a while. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like. I'm, I finally got the piranhas up where it's like a wave, you know. So I was trying that earlier oh. today just to see if I like it. Um, but I think I like the one you're describing. That's like right before that one. I think you know where they jump mm -hmm. out the zombie piranhas. That's that's kind of fun. And I had uh, earlier today. I had I was chasing one of those uh, treasure goblins. Was the green one? I can't remember what that one's called, but it's the green one. And I went over there and I dropped the uh, that that particular 
version of the piranhas on it, and it just went boom and like exploded the the uh, the goblin like really fast. All loot was just laying there. I'm like, that's so cool, you know. So I'm having fun with that. Um, I mean, it just poof gone went from like full health to just nothing. It was really wild. <laughs> so that's awesome. I think it's the odious yeah. collector. Oh yeah, that's wrong. it. Odious collector or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So he just went poof gone, you know. <laughs> I've oh, never man, had a, a. I've never exploded a treasure goblin in like one hit before, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> Critical zombies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. I guess the piranhas like eating the treasure goblin. I don't know. Delicious. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah, and I'm still figuring out some of the rest. Like, um, I think I like the uh, version of the piranha we're talking about better than the wave one because I feel like, eh, there it goes. Okay, fine. You know, <laughs> but um, I'm doing the haunt thing as well. I don't remember which rune I have on it right now, and um, and I can't remember what else I'm using. I think I'm using. Oh, I'm definitely still using the uh, the flaming skull thing. Oh yeah. Um... Firebomb. Firebomb. Yeah. yeah, I'm using the firebomb, but I'm using the the last rune on it, where like the ghost. I think it's called ghost something or whatever, where like oh, this ghost um, pops out of where you drop it. It's something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, so that's fun, and I don't know. I mean, there were some other skills that I was playing around with as I was trying to level up this little bitty witch doctor, and uh, I wasn't as thrilled with. Like I said, I didn't like the frogs too well because I can't direct them, you know. But like the giant frog oh, yeah. is kind of amusing. The giant one's kind of amusing, watching him eat stuff. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm still kind of messing around with it to see what I like, but it's been a lot of fun so far. It just took me a while. Like, I think between, like, I think I hit like 50, and between that and like 60, it seemed to just be really slow as far as leveling. And I mean, I even, like, mm -hmm. raised the difficulty and all that, and it didn't, you know, I'm just kind of like, eh. What's happening here? But there's always... I feel like every class has that, that gap, you know? Or it's like things aren't moving as smooth, you know? I totally agree. And it depends on the abilities you can use, too, and whether mm -hmm. you can kind of um, continually move while you're attacking to keep gaining experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I found, I found I got into a good groove for a while there with the, um, the Witch Doctor, and it worked better when I was still doing those runs in, um, oh, let's see, I forgot, it's in Act 1 where you're in the, like, the level 3 and stuff, um, before you get to the Butcher, and okay. those areas, like, because it's still densely populated, you could run through and throw a lot of your dots up, like mm -hmm. your Haunt and, um, Pestilence and things like that, right. and, uh, just keep running, and it would, you know, pull those creatures with, along with you. But your pets would be running by, staying behind you, attacking those things, and you would end up mm -hmm. getting like high um, massacre bonuses, which really helps kind of speed the leveling along. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we've been having some fun, just kind of running around and just trying different builds. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. It's the first time I hit 300 Paragon in one season, so I'm pretty thrilled about that. I know I said I was going to go do hardcore. Mm -hmm. Thinking I was going to have time. I may right. may not have time, depending on what's going on with this new job. I have, I was hoping to have a little bit more home time, but you know, it doesn't seem that way at the moment. But that may just be short-lived. I don't know. I thought you were playing hardcore this season. Are you playing softcore? I am softcore with this oh. um, witch doctor. Okay. I still have the hardcore monk. Oh, okay. My That's hardcore cool. monk, yeah. uh, easy mode, he's still alive. 
<laughs> I remember you talking about that one in a previous episode and how he got his name, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were playing and, hardcore and I do wanna, this season. Yeah, I mean, I do like it, and, and I do want to go back and play it. It's just that I'm having so much fun with the Witch Doctor at the moment again. Mm -hmm. And like, and I wasn't expecting that, because I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I've been mean, playing Witch Doctor for a while, and thought it, you know, it'd be just interesting to play something different, and then I'm realizing, like, oh, but I really haven't played with Dooney Masa set like this before, and it's just so much more fun right now. Well, as long as you're having fun, it's good. I just, I thought we were both playing hardcore, so we can't, like, help each other level or get in a group right now with the Witch Doctors that we're playing for the season, but that's okay. I mean, I don't know uh, if we've been on at the same time at all anyway, with, you know, being on opposite ends of the country. It's a little hard to coordinate, you know? <laughs> Exactly, and, I, and I'll be honest, I sleep like, I go to sleep by like now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just the way things have been, and I'm up at like 5 every mm -hmm. morning, and oh, yeah. such long days. That's okay. There have been times it's though in the good. past where like, I'm still up because I haven't gone to bed yet, and you've just gotten up, and we're like waving at each other as we pass by in, in T3. <laughs> you know, like, oh, hey, you know. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, yes, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> It's oh, been a while, yeah. but that used to happen quite a bit. So, so anyway, <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> exactly. So before we go any further, we should mention that Shattered Soulstone is sponsored by Audible, and that you can get a free 30-day trial at Audible if you use the uh, the link bit.ly slash soulstone2016. That'll give you a 30-day trial and one free credit to pick out any book you want in the entire Audible selection. They have like over 180,000 titles, a bunch of different kinds of genres and topics and subjects and all kinds of good stuff like that. Uh, when your free 30-day trial is over, you of course probably will want to stick around, especially if you've seen a lot of stuff, you know, different books and things that you wanted to uh, check out and uh, listen to, maybe on your commute or whatever it is you do, <laughs> you know, maybe when you're doing chores. Um, so if you stay with the, uh, you get the trial uh, period over, you start your actual subscription, uh, you get special things like you get the digital version of either the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. There's a bunch of special deals and savings and specials for uh, people that are members that non-members cannot get and uh, different stuff like that. So if you want to check out Audible sometime after you're done listening to our lovely show today, you can go to bit.ly slash soulstone2016 and get started with your free 30-day trial. Absolutely. I think we suggest that you do that soon, because it's fun. It's always fun. On to the tweeters. Well, we have uh, a little bit of tweets this week. Um, not as busy as previously mentioned in the show. It's been kind of slowing down in Diablo, so that also includes uh, community interaction. So, um, hey, you know, we're still around, so go ahead and tweet us some more if you guys uh, want to chat with us. I'm going to start with the first couple. first one is Algaron. 87 said at Shatterstone at the Westmark Workshop. Got the stash tab. Yay, more place. <laughs> Westmark <Awesome>. Workshop. <laughs> um, Westmark Workshop uh, replied to Algaron and Shatterstone, congrats. And we congrats as well. Yes, always good to have more stash space. I'm always running out. Although I don't seem to do it as much with hardcore. Hmm. Softcore for some reason, like everything I get ends up in the stash. I don't know why. Hardcore, I'm like more picky. I don't know. Exactly. Just like, I don't want to lose it, or... 
But I'm like, yeah. Well, I kind of put some stuff in this time. Like I really have not been using much of the stash at all. I think last season at this time I had it pretty darn full with just stuff, you know. But I kind of put some stuff away in case I kill off my hardcore characters so that the next one will have something to start with, you know, yep. at least. But um, a couple of legendaries and things like that. I haven't put anything into the cube yet, just in case. Um, and you know, we'll just see. But I've been very picky very very picky this season about what I'm going to put. I think maybe I was uh, scarred for life from the amount of stuff I had to take out of the mail last season at the end and try to find room for. I don't want to do that again so I think maybe this season I'm being really picky because of that experience. But you know, hey, more stash space is always good. Exactly it is. We like more stash space. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. So, uh, next tweet is from AceFisher1, and he says, Switching directories over to at Diablo to light my hashtag cigar with hashtag Hellfire and reap some souls at Shatterstone. So, that tweet also came with another link to it, which uh, was Dan from Pressbox Radio. He has a Twitch stream where he was uh, lighting some cigars and actually interviewing a Jack Daniels master distiller while he was playing Diablo, Ooh. which... It's pretty cool. Jack Daniels. <laughs> I might see if I can... If that's recorded, I'm going to try to track that, you know, check that out, track it down. Uh, if it's not recorded, I guess I missed it. I didn't know that was going on, but Jack Daniels is nice. Yeah. Master Distiller, that would have been interesting. Yeah. I'll see if I can find that. Hmm. Definitely. Jen, you want to take the next one? Okay, so the next one is at Horde 2 who says, At Shattered Stone, I wouldn't care if Blizzard didn't add more expansions as we know it, but would love content patches that tie up loose ends. Mm. And uh, he's got a second tweet continuing that thought, um, which says, In the form of content patches similar to Path of Exile, where uh, each large update adds a new act instead of an expansion. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, it, they've already added a few areas that, that kind of add some additional lore of the world, like the ruins mm -hmm. of Seshron right. and stuff. But, you know, it would be nice mm -hmm. if, um, yeah, I don't, even if it's not a full act, if it's kind of like, okay, here's a couple of areas, and then build on that until you come to the end of that act, say three or four, you know, of these content patches from now, that would be interesting. That'd be kind of neat. I think it'd be cool if they, like, you know, filled in some of the the little, like, loose ends of lore we've mentioned on previous shows. But I also think it'd be kind of neat, like, you know, right now, if you play through story mode and you have Reaper of Souls, obviously, you have the uh, extra quest, I'm going to call it, with the jeweler. It'd be neat to get one with the mystic and with the blacksmith as well. Mm. You know? Yeah. They could add that in a patch. That'd be kind of fun. I don't know what they would be, but um, it, it'd be kind of fun just to add some little things, and I can see where that would fit in a patch as opposed to, like, needing a whole new expansion to add that in. Mm. I feel like, you know, the hardware's already there, you know? They just need to, like, kind of fit in the story. Um, that's a good idea, though, to have it, like, come in as patches. I like that. Yeah, me too. And then... Uh, the last tweet we've got that we know of for today, and we'll add whatever popped up, uh, uh, tweeted at us after we started putting together this show, we'll put it into the next one. But the last one for today comes from at the Alienationer, who tweets at Shattered Stone and at Nerd Ward. And oh, uh, okay, <laughs> that's what that says. Yep. 
Uh, so the alienationer says, tried opposing the wizard meta by pushing with DMO, but only got to Greater Rift 68. Had to surrender to Firebirds for 70 plus, and he's got a little frowny face on there. Aww. And for anyone who yeah. doesn't play a wizard, and doesn't know what DMO is, that's Delsir's Magnum Opus wizard set. You know, there's always been talk, like, I was looking information, because I was curious, because I haven't played a wizard in a while, and um, that set, like, people like the play style of it, but the damage output has always been very low from it, so it's just, like, it never was a vi viable build. I mean, this, like, information I'm finding on this is going back to, like, patch 2.2, and um, how that wasn't a, a lot of additional damage. I mean, it did buff it, so, like, enemies of the sick piece set says that enemies affected by your slow time take 2,000% increased damage from your arcane orb, energy twister, explosive blast, magic missile, shock pulse, spectral blade, and wave of force ability. So a lot of it has to do with you know use, utilizing like a slow time, as well as you know the, a lot of the the arcane, like the orbs and you know, explosive blast. So it's, it's really kind of neat what they're using. Um, for this, uh, even though that those uh, progressions have been built, like what I'm seeing, like uh, like a bit of basic DMO build will have things like Spectral Blade, have um, Arcane Orb, uh, Arcane Orbit. You know, so you got four Arcane Orbs out that explode. Slow time, so enemies you know, exhaustion might be one that you would use. So enemies caught by slow time deal 20% less, 25% less damage. So the whole idea is to to kind of slow your enemies down, group them up, blow them all up at the same time, and continually moving through. And the, that output has always been secondary to Firebirds and what Alienation are saying. It's like, okay, he was really trying that because he saw that the, you know, everything was built up for the damage. You know, hopefully it would, it would be able to suppress. And even what I've been finding on forums is you get people that can push, that may be pushing Greater Rift 80s, but they're having trouble pushing higher than that with the... Um, that build because Firebird still is just outshining it just has so much more damage output oh wow so it kind of sounds like if you want to get really high rifts you need Firebirds mm -hmm. which is a bummer if you prefer the play style of the other one exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but at least he was trying it do what yeah I mean you know it's always cool to like try stuff out and see how it works in D3 I mean you got nothing to lose really I'd Unless you're playing hardcore, I guess. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to try to take those kinds of risks anyway. And it's also, I mean, it comes to just in general how difficult it is to balance all these um, different set pieces. Because you don't want to have one that's overly powerful, but yet just by the nature of some of the design of the, the skills that it's attached to, those skills, you know, just are powerful to begin with. And... It ends up being that one set usually is clearly better. You know, I mean, like in, for example, the fire, Firebirds over the DMO. I mean, right now I'm seeing things on the forums that are basically greater with 13 or 14 points difference, and that's huge when you're trying to push. Yeah, that's true. That would matter, yeah. like how, how high up you get. Yeah, that would make a difference in it. It's interesting. It's got to be hard to balance out all of those different sets and the skills attached to them and that kind of thing. But if if it's really that huge a difference with Firebirds, I wonder if they're going to, like, do something to sort of try to balance it later on or if or if this is just how it's going to be. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think they've talked about it 
even if it's informally at different times, but different developers have talked about kind of the process of going through and figuring out the sets and what they do for balancing. But it would just kind of be interesting to get another perspective on, on that, like now, looking mm -hmm. after 2.4.1 dropped and we have the season going on, maybe at the end of the season or something and say, okay, you know, here's, you know, literally what they put together for their ideas, why they think these things are working differently and whether there is something that can be done to rebalance those so that they're a lot closer together. But it's also difficult because sometimes people find really unique builds that they can enhance their set pieces with, say, even with like a, a legendary weapon or, you know, like a, a, a different ring or something of that sort that's not part of the set that all of a sudden takes that set, twists it slightly, makes it even more powerful than what they originally had intended. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing with the way the random loot is. You can accidentally find something and be like, oh, hey, that's a good thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That brings us to uh, Patreon. You know, guys are like, wow, that was fat. You know, yep, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of all the tweets we had. And, you know, we, we read off what we get. And uh, we'll read off more next show if you all send some more. And it should work out pretty well. Hopefully. I mean, you know. I hope that there's more people still interested enough to comment about Diablo 3, even though we're not at the very, very start of the season, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I hope, like, people aren't already all done and be like, see ya, come back next season. You know, that kind no, of thing. no, I, I don't think so. I mean, I've, I definitely still see a lot of people tweeting and talking about it. Oh, good. Out there. You know, and, and shows like the Westmark Workshop and, you know, mm -hmm. Diablo. Um, they're still talking about the game all the time. So I just good. don't know if it's good, kind good. of like one of those off cycles where, you know, weather is getting better, people are going out, you know, those kind of things. Or well, I actually went outside, so, like you know. Right. <laughs> you know, that's that's interesting. It could be um, a couple of things happening here as far as people who play Blizzard games. Like, okay, yes, good weather, people go outside. This makes total sense. I even went outside. I don't go outside, so. <laughs> um, but uh, in addition, you just had in the last week or so the uh, Overwatch beta just ended, mm -hmm. I think, and the Legion beta is running right now for World of Warcraft, um, and there's some new stuff going on with Hearthstone. So it could be people kind of shifting around between these. Yeah, that's quite true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's there's different stuff with that, and there's like a. A thing, if you level a character to 20 in World of Warcraft, that you can get some Hearthstone cards for free. So, I mean, mm -hmm. people are probably doing some of these some of these crossovers and, and stuff like that and, you know, doing that. But I think going outside is probably a, a big factor right now. Yeah. So, our Patreon. Um, before we dive into the emails, we wanted to let everyone know that we're still running the Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of Shattered Stone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge has been greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yes, we do appreciate all of you that are uh, participating in the Patreon, and we try to make the show. We're definitely keeping the show going so far. Uh, we hope to keep doing it, and we hope to add stuff and uh, do what we can. So we do mm -hmm. thank everyone who is uh, involved in that. So we have an email. Well, it's not really an email. It's um, actually a comment that was left on... Uh, Shattered Soulstone episode 118 that we just did, and it's from Yep X, who I think maybe has mentioned, you know, sent something in before, or maybe I've just seen the name somewhere. Um, but Yep X actually is commenting on uh, something I'm gonna guess maybe Brazia said about yeah. guilds in WoW. 
Yeah. Uh, it okay, might so have I'll just read... been me talking about the guilds that I've been in or something. Something like that. So I'm going to read what EFX says, and then you can respond however you choose, okay? <laughs> um, so EFX says, Whenever I hear podcast hosts that play WoW and say, I'm never bored because I'm in a huge guild, like AIE, for example, I always feel salty. Generally, large WoW guilds and heard from members that AIE is very PG, which doesn't suit everyone. I love dark humor and swearing when it's in a comedic fashion, not so much ragers who yell at you. But my primary issues with large guilds is that they can hurt servers. If you hurt someone's feelings and they make a big scene about it, it's very easy to get blacklisted on that server. I don't know. I know I'm just venting, but I wish Blizzard would do something about large guilds to maintain diversity in the server. And that is from Yep X. I think it probably was in response to me talking about trying to get back into raiding and you know because I'm part of the uh, convert to raid guild um, there's just so many different raid teams I can join that and do what you want you know large guild small guild different podcasts talk about all the things with it and yeah that's good they're bad on both sides you know I, I can understand that like if you I mean, if you, you do something and you got somebody who takes offense to what you say or do, yeah, they can take it to the wrong extreme and you get blacklisted or something, which I hope has not happened um, to you, Yep. You know, but if it did, I'm sorry that did. But at the same time, some of these guilds, you know, it doesn't even have to be large guilds. I've been in smaller guilds where they just had rules where you have, you know, they have children that play on the, on mm -hmm. the game or something. They don't want to hear a bunch of people swearing and cursing. And that's their prerogative. It's their guild. They run it the way they want. If you don't like it, then you can move on, which, you know, obviously you do. And I've moved on from guilds that I didn't feel like I fit in with. And for all different reasons. You know, some of it is just has nothing to do with that. It could just be, you know, these people decide they have to spout their political views or religious views all the time. And I'm like, I don't feel like hearing it. I came to play a game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think, I think that's that makes sense. I think a lot of people jump into a game because they're, they don't really want to be focused on reality for a while. They'd like to focus on a game. And if you bring in like all of these big heated arguments about, you know, stuff from reality, I can see where, you know, that might be a turnoff for some. And, and about Blizzard doing something with large guilds. I mean, they, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, because if they don't, then they start like, if they don't do something, which, you know, they have done a few things. I mean, guilds used to be able to have many more than a thousand members in one guild. Those guilds literally ruled the server, and they still do. But part of it, they've also merged servers, or they've changed. Um, they made it a lot easier to move from one server to another. And mm -hmm. yeah, you may not want to. You may not want to spend the money. That's still your choice. But at the same time, there is, you know, if they do something, then they start to threaten the fact that, that community exists. And if they threaten the fact that that community exists, well, then it starts to hurt a lot more than just a couple of people. Yes, I, I think it goes beyond that. I, I, it's a lot to do with the social norms of playing games online, where people have, you know, take offense to things that you normally wouldn't think they'd take offense to, or you think are fine. And it's just, it's such a large uncontrolled community to begin with whether you're talking a guild you're talking a clan you're talking just you know being on a on a forum in some um, random website and posting things 
I mean, hell, you see things on Facebook all the time, and it's just like, and these people still have their names and their faces attached to it, and they're still saying things that you're like, really? You would say yeah, that? Yeah, that's and true. It's just, I, I don't think those barriers, those social norms between people that used to exist are there that are anymore. People seem to just not be afraid to say what they want to say and ruin things on people. And I, I feel bad that people do that. I, I don't think they should. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just saying more than I need to. Maybe I'm just talking a little too much. But, like, I can see the need to do something. And I think Blizzard does do things. But as far as, you know, total control over it, it's still a game. You, you don't need to... You don't need to police every single thing that happens in a game, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, those people who are, you know, acting in a way that makes you blacklisted really shouldn't be doing that either. You know, and I wish I'd have an answer for that, but I really don't. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, I could see this going a couple of ways. Like, me personally, I swear all the time, but not on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Really. I mean, if you ever listen to the show that Sean and I do together, I swear all the time. And, um, you know, it's just the way I speak. I can turn it on and off, as you can tell, because you've never heard me swear on this show. But um, mm -hmm. it's something that I do. But I don't know if I were in, like, I don't type that into, you know, like, the equivalent of trade chat, you know, in, in a video game. Because I know there's kids on there. And mm -hmm. if I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a former teacher. I don't swear around kids. I don't want to be the one that teaches them that. Somebody else will teach them that, I'm sure. But it doesn't have to be me, you know. <laughs> that's me personally. Um, now, if I see other people swearing around kids, that's on them, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, whatever. It's, you know, if it's their kids, like, that's up to you, man. But um, I do think, like, ugh. We live in a world now where it's really easy to say something that you think is funny and is funny to you and not understand that somebody else is seeing that as a uh, a threat or an insult. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's sometimes the difference is just like what something means in one country and what it means in another, you know, like totally unintentional. But sometimes it's, you know, crossing the line here and there and Every individual's got their own, you know, border as far as what's cool and what's not cool. And for the most part in games, honestly, if I'm in D3, I'm just slaying demons. I hardly ever look at the chat. I really do. I mean, I don't look very often. If I see stuff in, like, even in clan that's kind of like, you know, whatever, not my thing, I might make a snarky comment and let it go. But I don't really, like, um, and I'm not policing it. I haven't seen a need to do that in our in our clan at all. Right. And um, yeah, so far, I mean, everybody seems fairly present or pleasant. But I mean, I have like early on in D3, like years ago, there was a person who was uh, had gone beyond the point of haha, this is funny into stuff that seemed to be disturbing people. And I called him out on that and he kind of stopped. I mean, I kind of feel like the guy may have taken things too far and not known what to do with himself after that, you know? So, I mean, it just kind of stopped, but I didn't feel like I need to report him or blacklist him or whatever, no. you know, that is. But the thing is with World of Warcraft guilds, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, that's a situation that's, like, WoW is very different from D3, you know? You have people in World of Warcraft that uh, want to personify their characters, that they're they're doing role play of whatever variety. Um, you have people that, uh, 
you know, it's. I feel like the play style of the game, it's a lot easier to stand still somewhere and just talk to people in your guild if you're playing WoW than it is in D3 because you'll die, you know? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that kind of thing. And so I think people become closer to each other in you know, with other players that are playing World of Warcraft with them than maybe they do in D3 specifically, if they're not using like a voice chat, you know? In mm -hmm. which case, of course, it opens things up. But um, I can see where if somebody is really uncomfortable and they tell somebody else, you know, so-and-so said this and I'm really uncomfortable, I can see where the friend of the person might say, well, we're going to protect you from that person. You know? I can see that. Um, but it kind of depends on situations. Like, I don't know what was said, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm fairly certain there's not a button to blacklist someone, you know. <laughs> I mean, you can't just simply do it that easily. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like, just like in the real world, when you're in a video game, there is a balance. And you kind of have to figure out what's acceptable and what's unacceptable with the group you choose to be with. You know? Right. And, and just I like know, in real like... life. Yeah, and, and I know that some those servers, I know maybe the diversity of server because it's, the one guild is so large on that server, but there's been, um, like, I've seen guilds that, you know, people are, you know, they used to belong to one of those large guilds, and now they don't because they didn't like something that happened in it or they built up, and they, they picked up and built themselves another guild that was suited mm -hmm. more towards what they like, and they found more people that were, you know, of like mind and continued to do that, so, I mean... At there's like not the perfect answer for it, but at least there's options for people that you know either one they could go and try to rebuild their own guild, or they could go to a different server, or they could you know still play on that server, but then join you know um, the uh, looking for groups and stuff like that, and even try to uh, find matchmaking teams across different servers and still do the the PvP or the PVE content they want. Yeah, just to kind of finish up this, this topic, which I'm glad actually you brought it up, yep, because, you know, it made us think a little bit. And I'm thinking about, yeah, sure, we're talking a lot about WoW, but I think about the clans itself. And, you know, our clan is very laid back, and our clan is not for everybody. Uh, but I think the people that are in there enjoy it. We do have you know, people that like to joke around, different say different things. I mean, we have some people that every once in a while throw some curse words and things like that. We're not going to clamp down on that. That's not what we do. I mean, we, as far as we know, we don't have a bunch of young children playing in our, on our clan. But we're not saying, like, I know I have a couple, my kids play, but it's not like they haven't seen those words before. But at the same time, like, it, there's a different style of talking, too. Because if you join a lot of the guys on, and ladies on um, TeamSpeak, or uh, even when I was in Discord with, you know, Dead Greed, you know, we were just kind of free to say what we wanted anyways. And, you know, if somebody was offended, I'm sure they'd say something. You know, uh, I hadn't heard anybody say anything. I, and I'll be honest, um, as a member of this clan, I don't feel like I want to sit there and police people playing. I mean, if you're going to be an absolutely offensive, yeah, we're going to say something. But I haven't seen that point yet. You know, I'm hoping on, we don't see something like that. The bottom line is everybody has a right to run the guild they want. Does it feel unfair? I mean, especially if it's a large group, yeah, it does. When you're uh, in the minority of the thought, the thought compared to that group, or you're, you know, the result of something that they didn't like. But then again, you don't also have to stay there, so there's some options. 
don't know, maybe we added more to Yep's, uh, you know, angst, and he may have more to say. If not, you know, that's great. Either way, um, I hope we kind of talked about this topic a little bit and kind of make some sense. We're, we're still, and that's the good part about it is we can all talk about this and we can all, you know, exchange ideas and kind of work these thoughts out together. You know, whether we can come up with a solution or not, that's a different story. I mean, a solution may have to be a combination of Blizzard and people um, who play their games, coming up with better solutions to how to deal with one another. Well, I think to some degree, I mean, first of all, I want to clarify, uh, when I said earlier that, you know, somebody had said something offensive and I ended up calling them out on it, that was not in our clan. That was people just on the regular chat channel um, being weird. Um, and that's the only time I've ever felt the need to do that in Diablo 3, and it was like years ago. You know, it's like one time. But for the most part, yeah, I'm there to slay demons. I'm not here to worry about what you're saying. I'm going to assume you're all adults. And if somebody's really upset, you know, they'll tell you. Um, if I really think somebody's being threatened, then I might, you know, take a closer mm. look and see what's being said. But for the, I haven't seen that yet in Diablo 3. Now, with as far as um, a combination of, you know, with Blizzard doing something about it, I don't know what they can do with large guilds, but I do know that Blizzard is, in many ways, uh, refining how it deals with problematic players, you know? Um, mm. I know that uh, there's Blizzard has said that it, when Overwatch is released, people that are using, you know, bots and things like that that really just make other people angry um, are going to get banned. Um, I know that they have... Uh, I. Uh, there's a system to report really horrendous offensive names in Hearthstone, you know, mm -hmm. because yep. some of them, you, you know, some of them, it's like, there's like, okay, that's kind of questionable. And then there's, oh my goodness, what did they name themselves? You know what I mean? <laughs> and yep. uh, so there's something for that because kids play those games, you know, and you don't want, you know, your kid to be playing a card game that seems pretty you know, safe and has a very limited amount of ability for other players to talk to your kid playing to have a name that, you know, you wouldn't feel, com you would not feel comfortable explaining to your child what that name meant. You know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, there's, there's that. They do have that in there. I know there was some kind of incident recently with uh, uh, a Hearthstone game being played over Twitch with the people in the comments being horrible and Blizzard is trying to find a way to make uh, things be less horrible, you know, as far as that. So, I mean, they are doing some things, but um, I think with, you know, with guilds, just like outside of guilds, you know, people that you hang out with outside of gaming, people that you work with, people that you, you know, pass by as you're commuting or whatever, you know, I mean, there's going to be certain limits of acceptability within each group you're in, and you just have to kind of find where that is, mm -hmm. if you want to stay with them. If not, find people who are matching you and go there, you know, kind of thing. Um, it's, it's the way it is. I do agree with what Braja said earlier about people do seem to feel a lot more comfortable expressing things online with their real name and their photo uh, in social media that, you know, maybe isn't the kindest thing to say, <laughs> to put it very small, you know. Um, I know that's you know a thing. I know that the United States is going through a really weird political season and this brings out a lot of hate in people. But, you know... And, and all of that. I don't see a lot of stuff going out with the clans. I know Yep is talking about World of Warcraft, and I know I think 
just the dynamics of World of Warcraft allow people to create offense in a way that is not as easy. You know, like you can be a bigger offensive person in World of Warcraft than you can in any of their other games because of how easy it is to talk to people. You know, you can whisper mm -hmm. them, you can talk in the clan, or I'm sorry, the guild. If you're in the guild, you can talk in the regular chat, you can, you know, bother their friends, um, you can, you know, there have been situations where somebody does not want to communicate with a particular player ever again, and suddenly all of the players' alts are following them around. You know, I mean, there's things in that dynamic that can be used in a way that's not okay. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't think Blizzard's going to put in a bunch of effort to change that. I don't think they're going to start, you know... I, I don't see World of Warcraft as being Blizzard's primary thing anymore. I think it might be Overwatch, you know? Um, but I don't see WoW being their big, huge, we are, you know, that's our top ticket game anymore. So I don't think they're going to feel the need to go in and see how big guilds are and see if they think that's fair or, you know, that sort of thing. I don't think they're going to put the manpower into that. No. But, um, again, thanks, Jep, for uh, your comment. I mean, definitely it's worth uh, thinking about and talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we went on for a little while on that one, so yeah. that's good. Well, All if right. anybody would like to send some emails to the show that we can also talk about, um, send them to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. And we'll read them off and, uh, you know... Have some fun See what with we it. Say. Yeah, you know, it's always good. Um, okay, so I've got some news, not as much as last time. I kind of spammed up the news last time around, but this <laughs> one I've just got a few. Yeah, so I've got um, a post that was posted on the official Diablo site by community manager Nevelistus, and it was just posted recently, and it's called Diablo Then and Now Item Comparison Evolution, and it really walks you through how. Uh, what the game was like from the beginning up through now in terms of you picked up a piece of gear and you already have gear, how do you tell which one's better? You know, that kind of item comparison. And it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, it's just a to summarize a little bit, you know, back in the day when it first started, um, you could get a legendary item that wasn't necessarily better than what you had. You know, which was kind of a bummer. So that, you know, that was kind of a bummer. You couldn't automatically say, hey, it's a legendary, it's better. You know, it might not be. And it wasn't necessarily way back when it started. Um, so they started adding in like a tooltip comparison where you get a little, those little pop-ups that show you what you're using and what the other thing is. You can kind of figure out, okay, well, let me look at the stat and that stat and figure it out. And then when they wanted to bring Diablo 3 to consoles, they needed to do something different because they didn't want... Uh, the game, they wanted the game to have a nice flow to it, and they didn't want, you know, people feeling the need to stop the game to figure out which gear was best for them and have to take a lot of time to do it. Um, as it, uh, it's explained in the, uh, in the article, you know, whether in real life or in Sanctuary, no one wants to wait around while you pick out which pants to wear. <laughs> so that was kind of funny, you know? <laughs> But what if um, I don't want to wear pants? Well, then, you know, you'll probably be at a, a little bit uh, less uh, protection and uh, damage, I think, would be the case, you know? Um, anyway, so... <laughs> I mean, really, you know, you could try. Less protection, <laughs> but, that's, uh, that's all I heard. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to fit it for real world and uh, D3 as well, you know? So, anyhow... Um, all right, so uh, then they added a tooltip that 
showed you a little bit clearer which which item was better, but they weren't sure if that was a good thing to do. Like you can look at it now and you get like you know little green uh, numbers if it's a better statistically you know with the stats better for you item than what you use. But they were concerned because they didn't want to feel like players would look at that and go, oh, I have to use that one. They wanted players to make their own decisions. And what they found when they put that system in was that players were kind of making their own decisions about gearing anyway. They were drawing their own conclusions. Like that one's got more, you know, green numbers on it, but this one's got this other thing I think is better. So I'm keeping this one, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Oh, so I that, that, you know, yeah, I do that a lot too. Sometimes I, you know, I can see that this item has all green numbers and the one I'm using is okay, and when I switch them, you know, I find the one with the green numbers gives me less hit points, so I go, well, maybe I'm not going to do that one. You know, I do that. I think other people do different things with it, but that's kind of an example of what they were seeing people do, and they liked that. And then, um, they, uh, this eventually evolved into the quick equip on the consoles. Mm -hmm. I haven't played the console. Is a quick equip where you get something, you just hit it, and you're using it? or Oh yeah, that? like, when you pick up the item, it displays um, another button you can press if you want to just quickly equip it. Oh, okay. So that's it, where that led to. Yeah, and it Go has on. like little triangles underneath whether it has more damage, more defense, or more healing. Oh, cool. Alright. Yeah. So that sounds pretty good. That does sound like you're not waiting around for someone to figure out what the item is or if it's better on the console. And then um, later they condensed an item's power into life, damage, and protection. And they tried that out so you could look at that you know that's like off to the side of your character it says you know that and they felt that those the way that information was being presented was a bit misleading for players it didn't quite equate to what the players were experiencing in the game so then patch 2.0 right before reaper of souls was released they changed it uh so that instead of life and protection they got healing and toughness instead mm -hmm. so that's when that changed and that was meant to be an average of how quickly your character could regain health. I don't know what it was before, but that's kind of where it was. In patch 2.1.2, healing was replaced with recovery, which sounds a bit better, because like when I see healing, I'm thinking like, you know, like a healer class that's helping all their buddies live, you know? Yeah. Save the tank, be bro. a healer, you know? <laughs> right, you know, and that's not what it was. So they changed it to recovery and, um, er, wait, to, uh, do, do, do. Yeah, healing was replaced with recovery and it estimated the, how much toughness you could expect to recover in an average encounter. So it was like how quickly your gear is replenishing your hit points and, and all that kind of stuff is where they were. Um, and then patch 2.4.0, now you've got a glance at, like, you've got this piece and you think your follower might be able to use it. And I don't know if, maybe if you don't constantly equip your followers some people don't um you might not know it but if you're like if you've like if you're using the templar and you've got this axe and it's one-handed and you're wondering if it's better than what he's got you can scroll over the axe in your uh in your bag and a little pop-up will come up over your follower and show you like you know red numbers or green numbers essentially to see if it's better and that's mm -hmm. fairly new and i think that was incredibly helpful so if you think about it they've really gone through a lot of iterations on how to figure out what gear is best for you and it still gives you some room to kind of make your own choices. So I thought it was interesting. There's more details and explanation in the actual article, but I thought this was worth at least kind of checking out, you know? Definitely. Yeah, and That's in addition, good. I got a... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was neat. It's like, you know, I kind of remember those things changing, but I wouldn't yep. have really thought about it in terms of how each change affected the next one. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then down. I've got to, huh? So I was gonna say, yeah, like it's stroll down memory lane. Memory lane. <laughs> right. You know. No, I do <laughs> so, remember that, like when it used to be healing, and they changed it to recovery, and I'm like, oh. But it, it was a better explanation of what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The healing was kind of weird because I remember when that was going on, I was like. Well, it said that this gives me more healing. Why am I not healing right now? <laughs> you know, what happened? Um, and maybe other players got that idea, too. That, you know, they said it was kind of a little misleading. So, anyway. I just thought it was neat. You know, it's just kind of a background on why they change things and when they change them. And, and all of this. And it seems like they really did look at how players were using things and how what they changed affected players. You know? They didn't just go, let's try this. You know? <laughs> So exactly. it's kind of good. Um, I've got a couple things here from Reddit Diablo. There's, uh, there's a rather interesting, you know, speculative discussion going on called Diablo three expansion two versus Diablo four slash new Diablo game. And we've kind of discussed this on our show. So I fe feel like we, there's no need for us to go into this, you know, in, in depth here. Um, but they have over there. So if you're interested, you can check it out. It starts with, I don't, I don't even know who started this forum post, but um, comparing why they think uh, there might be a, an expansion or there might be a Diablo 4 and people commenting on what they think about, you know, what the first guys put together. And it's just, it's kind of neat. So if you want to check that out, if you have some time, go do that. And then there's a, a really fun uh, Reddit Diablo discussion titled Anniversary I Remember When. And this is specifically about, you know, the anniversary of the game. Um, and they people were asked to post their favorite or their least favorite memories from Diablo 3. And I kind of skimmed it because it was just really kind of like a fun thing. And uh, many people said that their worst memory was Inferno in vanilla, and or as we call it, chocolate, uh, 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 uh. and how insanely difficult it was. You know, that yeah. was one of their worst memories. I think I can remember, like, if you go back and listen to really old episodes of our show, you can hear us complaining about Inferno a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. I know it took me forever to get there. I finally did, and they nerfed it a bit. I was like, okay, it's a bit better. But yeah, it was it was crazy trying to, to do that. Um, many noted, as we said before, um, yellow items. I don't know if you remember this or not. If you've been playing a while, you may have forgotten, but... Uh, somebody, several people remembered that you'd get a yellow item and it wouldn't be identified and so you had to identify it before you'd know what it was or how good it was and this was before the Book of Cain was in the game so this is one of their least favorite memories you had to individually click all these things and wait for them to go and <laughs> they weren't thrilled with that um, I nope. remember that happening and then there was uh, s uh, someone who mentioned that um, the auction house turned out to be their least favorite memory because you know they'd go there, they'd get what they wanted out of there and then they felt that it caused, you know, there to be no point to farming in the game. Like, yep. it made the game less fun, so that was theirs. And one person said, I remember Error 37, and a list of other stuff that he was remembering. So, it's kind uh, of an entertaining post, and I, I just kind of scrolled a little bit through it. So, if you really want to check out and see, like, what's, you know, what people are remembering, if it's stuff you remember. I mean, I forgot that you had to identify yellow items. You know, I forgot about that, but you know, it's an entertaining post, so go check it out if you have time. And then we have um, Tadasinke featured Shattered Soulstone episode 118 in his new Tristram news, which is always nice. We appreciate being featured in there and included. And so I'll put that all of these links into the show notes. So you can go and follow up, check them out, read whatever you want from there. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that actually brings us to the end of Diablo Talk. 
and we're like, yes. well, hey, we actually have an hour of talking about Diablo. We do. <laughs> we did good. <laughs> I know, and you're, everyone in the audience is like, guys, what are you surprised about this by now? After all these years, and you don't remember that you can still talk a lot about nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. We should fight. We should just assume that we're going to go on and on and on. So, uh, of course, you know, we love to talk. Yes, that's why we podcast. You have to. You have to love to talk to be a podcaster. Exactly. So I guess uh, it kind of brings us to our last thing for tonight, which is um, what other thing, you know, other media things have been doing. So how about you, Jen? What have you been doing? I've been, um, well, I've been playing a little bit of D3. We already talked about that. I got into the Legion beta unexpectedly. I saw, you know, I got the email and I'm like, this is, this is a spam, right? Is this real? And I went and like uh, checked... Um, I logged into Battle.net to see, okay, does it say I'm in a Legion? I didn't see anything there. I'm like, okay. And then I loaded the Battle.net launcher and found that World of Warcraft had a little drop-down box, and one of them said beta. And I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. So I got into Legion and immediately you know, rolled a Demon Hunter to see what being a Demon Hunter in World of Warcraft is like, because I already know what it's like in D3, and it's really fun! Um, so, <laughs> I, I'm just at, like, the starting zone thing, um, and I'm not going to go into too much about it here, because I know we have a lot of people that don't play WoW, but it's different. It doesn't function the same way as the Demon Hunter in D3. It's, like, there's no crossbows, at least to start with. Um, I like the crossbows. I haven't seen any sentry turrets yet. You know, I haven't seen any of that. Um, but it's... <laughs> It's got some, you know, fun skills just right off, and I should note that when they, when I started as a demon hunter, they automatically started me at level 97. Uh, so I didn't, you know, didn't start right from the beginning. I think the demon hunter in WoW is considered like a hero class, like the Death Knight was, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I, you know, there's stuff I'm missing about it because it's a beta and, and all that good stuff, but... It's fun. It does have some fun skills, and there appears to be a storyline in there, which I'm kind of... I've been trying to avoid, you know, checking on the lore, because I'll wait till I get there in the game. But I've been reading, you know, all the, the stuff. There's some stuff that's more streamlined than what it is in WoW now, and that's as far as I'll go with that. But it's fun. I like it. I think it would be fun to play in WoW. So there's that. If we're playing a tiny bit of Hearthstone... And what got me back into Hearthstone after basically rage quitting for a very long time was um, that they changed it. And they've added the Old Gods cards. Mm -hmm. And in order to encourage people back into the game, they've been, ha they've been having a lot of opportunities for players to earn free packs of this new set of cards. So I did, because I wanted to see the artwork, if nothing else. And so you go into Hearthstone and you immediately get two free packs of cards and then I think you win like three games in uh, standard mode, and you get some more. And then there's another quest, so you can you know win so many more games and get some more. And then if you if you level a World of Warcraft character, it doesn't matter which one, to 20, like any time between now and whenever the heck they decide to stop this offer, you get some more Hearthstone packs. So I'm leveling a troll druid in WoW, you know, <laughs> trying to get her to 20. I think she's at like 10 or something. But um, <laughs> I thought it'd be neat to try because one of my biggest complaints with Hearthstone was it felt like, well, if you don't have all these, you know, hard to get cards that maybe aren't, you know, accessible now because you'd have to buy, you know, the, the little like solo play expansion or whatever um, that you were kind of screwed you know, if you were a new player, there was all these cards that you couldn't get as easy and it felt 
kind of skewed and not very welcoming to new players, but they changed it. So anybody else that rage quit like me, um, <laughs> there's now a standard mode and it's limited. They limit the types of cards you can use in there to make it a little more balanced. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, oh, that's so cool. I'm playing a little bit of that. Yeah, they, they listen. I mean, I guess enough people complained about some of the things I complained about and probably more, but they have that going on now. And you can, um, you can, uh, you start at the lowest rank in standard and you can move up a rank mm -hmm. like you would for, uh, there was one mode before where you could do that. I think it was, I can't remember the name of it, but y'all that play know what I'm talking about. Um, you can do it in standard mode now as well. And I think that's that means you could play standard mode and possibly earn the card back for the month if you hit whatever level. But I haven't tested it. I don't know. So there's that. I've been playing that a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and give Hearthstone one more try. <laughs> and um, I have uh, some of the solo play stuff I haven't completed, so I want to do that at some point. But that's uh, that's what got me into Hearthstone was all the free packs. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, it worked, man. There I am. Trying again. <laughs> there you go. I think that's most of what I've been doing, other than working a lot um, and going outside. What have you been doing other than D3? Well, uh, since our our section here is called Other Media, not really a lot for other media. I mean, <laughs> mm. um, I did the Captain America Civil War. That was really oh, good. Oh, cool. I cool. thought it was great. And it's, it's a, a, gr a really good... Con continuation of stories connecting from, you know, things that happen to uh, what's going to happen in this next phase. I mean, this is like the first movie of Phase 3 mm -hmm. of the whole Marvel series, and um, I think they'd set it off with a good start. So, it'll be, it'll be good to see some of the other stuff coming up. And then, um, cool. outside of that, I mean, I updated my iPod with some new music. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> yeah, like fun. I said, things have been kind of busy but the other thing i've been doing is um just uh running a lot trying to lose a bit more weight and uh signed up for i probably already mentioned at one point but i signed up for a half marathon that i'm going to do in july so i want to i've got like eight more weeks to make sure i'm i'm in shape but like i've been looking at different training plans and i realize i'm running more than a lot of those tra training plans already so i'm probably okay <laughs> probably, yeah. If you're beating the training plan, then you're probably in better shape than uh, whoever hasn't quite got there on that mm. training plan yet. So you're probably exactly. Right. So it'll be fun. I mean, uh, on June 4th, uh, my oldest and I are going to be doing this trail race. I mean, it's just a small one, but um, he's doing the 5K version. I'm doing the 10K version, and it's uh, going around the reservoir at a, a local state park, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. So, yeah, Very I mean, that's, cool. that's kind of like my, my big downtime type thing now, which really helps a lot with a lot of things. Um, so I've been enjoying that, and that's why people don't see me. If I do log on, it's not until, like, after 8. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it um, makes sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But super early in the I'm, I'm always, Saturday. like, I'm mm -hmm. always so impressed by people that can do those things, because I physically can't anymore. Um, I used to, like, I used to be... I used to play soccer, I was in dance for 10 years, I was in ballet as a kid, you know, and I can't physically do those things because of either my allergies or the arthritis that I have. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, people that can go and just run and do all that, I'm like, that's so cool, you go do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying it because, I mean, I, I'm, I know I've said it at some point earlier, but I got to a point where I was just 
tired of feeling tired. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, I got to do something to change things. And I used to like to run a lot when I was young, but it's been years since I've done that because I've hurt myself so many times playing hockey. Um, mm-hmm. That I was like, okay, you know, I'll just start walking. That turned into jogging, and that turned into running more. And, you know, I'm not super fast, but I can definitely run for quite a while now and, and hold my own, which, you know, I, I felt pretty good about that. So I've been enjoying it. I'm down like about 48 pounds now, so I'm like, all right. Oh, like, that's an impressive 50. number. <laughs> yeah, You'll so get there. Like, it's worth You'll it. get there. Yeah. yeah. So, awesome. When it comes to BlizzCon, that's you really got to be skinny, Bracia. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a belly that made um, me look like a witch doctor. <laughs> oh, <aww. laughs> I think that you know, as soon as people figure out they're going to BlizzCon, I think there's a lot of people that suddenly do something to tone up or lose weight or whatever. You know, I think that uh, motivates a lot of people uh, to I get just, healthy for at least a little while. Yeah, and I mean, whatever your motivation is, you know, do it because you want to do it. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, um, if I was uh, doing it because I guess I'm going to have my one of my um, what do you call it? Uh, high school reunion could be this year. Oh, okay. Then I'm like, yeah. If I was trying to do it for that reason, I don't think I ever would have started. But last mm-hmm. year, I just, I just wanted to. I was just like, okay, it's just time to do it. I'm like, you know, what? I want to run. And then I'm watching. And I'm gonna say it. I was like, I've been watching things like uh, the Ginger Runner. Um, he got a YouTube channel and. It, it oh, does okay. a lot of talking about ultra marathons and things like that. I'm like, that's not in my future, but it's so cool to watch <laughs> what people do. I mean, yeah. some of these races, and he's done a couple of like videos, and it's just absolutely amazing to watch just the journey these people go on. So yeah, that's kind of been my excitement recently. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're right. You do have to, if your goal is... Uh, that you want to lose weight, it's best if you're doing it for you and not because you're hoping to impress someone, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Um, and as far as BlizzCon, I mean, you know, all the people you know that you game with, they're going to love you anyway. doesn't matter. You know, it's exactly. fine. <laughs> yeah, like when I went to BlizzCon, I didn't I didn't do any kind of weight loss thing, um, but I was uh, slightly lighter than I had been because I figured out I couldn't eat gluten. And there's oh, a big difference right. when you change that over, you know? Um, so there's that. I think the only time in my entire life where I've ever intentionally tried to lose weight was when I was going to be a bridesmaid at my sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I have Irish aunts, as in they speak Gaelic. I mean, they speak English, too, you know? <laughs> and I didn't, want, I didn't want any of them. You know, I, you know, I was married already for a few years, and um, I didn't want any of them looking at me and going, oh, you know? <laughs> And asking me about a baby that didn't exist and just because I was fat, you know. Um, uh-huh. So I tried losing enough weight so that it wouldn't, you know, I just didn't need that drama, you know. Because, I, totally I mean, they're, they're, you know, well, their impression would be, well, you've been married for a few years. Where's the kid? So, I mean, you know, they would see that as a positive thing. And it simply wasn't the case. So I did try a little bit there. But in the course of doing that, like, I tried to... I, one of these like no carb diet things and that's how I learned that I had a problem with gluten because of how I felt without eating it so I mean I'm glad I did it um Mm -hmm. you know but I wouldn't uh I don't think I would have like I I kind of knew that I probably couldn't well I knew I had an allergy to wheat rye and barley but I didn't understand that that meant gluten um (laughs) because you know Mm. um so it just kind of all worked out in a weird way but 
ultimately I was doing it for me and I think everyone should like if they're going to lose weight or change their diet or do something to improve their physical health they, it should be because they want to do it for themselves I don't think it should be because you want to impress someone and you know things like BlizzCon and high school reunions you do get people that are like well I was you know this weight in high school so now I need to be that weight again you mm -hmm. know and yeah that's not gonna it's, happen <laughs> yeah I mean it's 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 easy for people to think that but you know Whoever you are out there going to BlizzCon, you know, don't hurt yourself to look different. People will love you as you are. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good so, way to uh, end the show. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way. Jen's wisdom, yeah. perfect way to end the show. Yes, there we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that, um, you've been listening to episode 119 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode... You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. If you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, and questions to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love Twitter, so come join us and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Zone. You can find me at the underscore Brasia, Lantonio at at Lantonio, and Jen is at Queen of Haiku. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Medros of Don Forge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Don Forge at thedonforge.com. Thank you for listening. And until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, uh, keep running more rifts till you get that ring of grail grandeur. Grail ranger, whatever you want to call it. Sure, that one. That's the one, yep. <laughs> or explode <laughs> green goblins with a pool of piranha. With a pool of piranhas, yeah, that was fun. Let's definitely try that sometimes, guys. It's great. Thanks for listening to this presentation of Dawnforge Productions, copyright 2016. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.